Welcome back to the podcast, The Secret of a Successful Life Series. In the last episode, we noticed how young Oscar McIntosh and his other football team members put a cow in the school on Halloween night. That act of fun will bring about a painful result seen in this episode, along with Oscar's older cousin, Oscar Benson, who will force a war veteran to face up to his sinful actions. This episode is titled, The Great Changes God Can Develop in Any Life. Seeing the car lights turn into the driveway, Oscar McIntosh anxiously got up from the living room couch and looked out the window. Dad's home from the school board meeting. I wonder how things turned out tonight. When Harry walked into the house, Oscar was at the door and said, Dad, what did the school board decide tonight about the football team? Shutting the door behind him, Harry hung up his hat and coat before walking over to his chair and sat down. He then said, Oscar, it was a tough meeting. Because of the actions of your football team on Halloween, the coach decided to forfeit the entire football season. The school board backed him up. That was a tough decision. What of you guys getting ready to go to the state playoffs? Dad and Mom, I wished we had never put that old silly cow in the schoolhouse. I really regret it. Clara leaned out of her chair to say, Oscar, we know this hurts, but God will make something good develop from this problem. It meant a lot that you brought the entire football team to church with you the next day after you got the cow out of the school. Son, your father and I have seen a lot of leadership in you. Yes, you made a bad choice the other night by putting that cow in the school, but you will grow from it. Looking at the floor, Oscar said, Thanks, Mama. Trying to lighten up the conversation, Harry related a story he had heard that had also taken place on Halloween night. Oscar, your football boys were not the only young men in the community that fell into trouble the other night. Clara, I didn't have a chance to tell you yet, but you know how every Halloween the boys in the community like to go around and upset the outdoor toilets or outhouses. It seems that Ralph Brown over on the east side of town got tired of always having to pick up his outhouse after Halloween. So last Friday, just before dark, Ralph and some of his friends moved the outhouse back about three feet. That left the outhouse hole exposed, which... They covered over with some long weeds and put leaves on top of that. When the young boys came along later that night, after a couple of them were going to stand in front to move the outhouse, they suddenly fell in the hole. I guess that stopped their fun for the rest of the night. The entire family had a good laugh over that story. Some of little David's classmates were in on that event, so I heard, Oscar added, well, I can only imagine how their mother had something to say about that, Clara said as she rolled her eyes. With the mood settled from serious to more at ease, Harry looked at Oscar and changed the subject. Son, I know you feel bad about what has happened, 
Your mother and I appreciate the way you manned up to your sin. So we've decided that you should still go with us on that revival and Texas deer hunt with Cousin Mary and her husband Jim. Much of the family will be there. We know how much you really wanted to go. With excitement in his eyes and enthusiasm in his voice, Oscar said, Thanks, Dad. I've been shooting that Japanese rifle Cousin Leo sent me. I've gotten pretty accurate with it. I would really like to go deer hunting. I was afraid you'd make me stay home, and I can't say I would blame you. Son, we feel you've been punished enough, Clara said. Yes, you'll long remember the joys of taking care of a Halloween prank. Eventually, you'll heal from all those bruises you got when that cow kicked you while you helped to carry her out of the schoolhouse. Now that your team is not going to the state playoffs, you'll have time to go with us, Harry said. Since I'm a school teacher, Clara added, I'll make sure all three of you children keep up on your homework. This is going to be a wonderful trip that we will not forget. Finally, the time came when the four households met at Jim and Mary's Texas ranch home. Anna Benson had taken the train to Texas about three weeks before when Mary and Jim had their first child, a girl they named Kathleen Rachel Nelson. David Benson was anxious to see his newest grandchild and also baby Lila, who has grown too much since they last saw her and her parents. This would be a great revival with a family reunion and a mule deer hunt for the men. Mary was so glad she had kept promoting the revival throughout the last year. As promised, we four young women would sing special gospel songs. On Saturday, Jim Nelson put Oscar McIntosh in a good location to harvest a mule deer. Before driving away in the ranch pickup, Jim explained to Oscar to sit still in the place he put him and how he should watch a specific area where the deer had been coming out onto a hayfield to graze. After driving a distance away so he had not scare the deer, Jim waited in the truck. It had barely gotten light when Jim heard a shot from Oscar's location and knew that the young man had harvested his first deer. Jim drove the pickup truck to where Oscar was at and discovered that this teenage boy was becoming a fine man and had harvested a large deer. Oscar had a grin from ear to ear. The other deer hunters had mixed success but would continue to hunt throughout the week. The November 1947 revival service started on Sunday, November 9th. Each service was well attended. Each service, a different man in the Benson or McIntosh family would give a message. The attendance was very good and there was a good attitude about the services. But on Tuesday, the 11th, Veterans Day, something unbelievable took place. Oscar Benson was scheduled to preach that evening, and his subject was the hope of Christ from an undertaker's perspective. Since it was Veterans Day, the congregation held a supper in honor of the veterans before the service. With the special day and the fact that a mortician was going to preach that night, an extra large crowd was present. During the supper before the service, Oscar and Virginia were eating across from a young man who said he had just got back from Germany, having served in the occupation there. Oscar and Michael Jennings started to visit about the places in Europe they'd been at. 
Jim and Mary with newborn baby Kathleen Rachel were sitting beside Oscar, Virginia, and Lila, and they introduced them to Michael, who was from a prominent family in the community. Michael attended a different type of church, but wanted to hear Oscar preach. Jim went on to explain that Michael's dad had put in many lengthy articles in the newspaper about Michael's wartime service and what he did in Germany. Michael was a type of guy that tried to dominate the conversation and went from one tale to another of what he had seen overseas and the military rank he earned while serving there. Then he made a comment that almost made Oscar choke on his food. Michael went on to explain that just before he came home, a few months before he was stationed in Frankfurt, Germany, Oscar perked up his ears since he had done some work there in his mortician detail after the war. But since Michael dominated the conversation, Oscar could not say much. Michael went on and on about his stories and what he did there. Finally, Oscar said with a questioning voice, Michael, tell me, how is the cleaning up after the bombing going over there? You mean in Frankfurt, Germany? Yes, Frankfurt. Well, that city was never bombed in the war. It's well preserved. Oscar, with growing uneasiness, said, What do you mean, Michael? I was there after the war, helping to work on a detail of reburial for our war dead. Are you sure you were stationed at Frankfurt, Germany? Why, yes, Michael replied. Don't you believe me? By this point, Jim Nelson was keen in on what Oscar was thinking, and he watched Oscar and Michael very carefully. Looking Michael straight in the eye, Oscar said, No, I do not believe you. You were not in Frankfurt, Germany. I was. After the war, I volunteered for the burial detail of our American war dead. I visited what was left of that city. Frankfurt was heavily damaged by our bombers. Frankfurt had the largest medieval city center in Germany and was heavily hit. No, Michael, you served someplace, but you didn't serve in Frankfurt, Germany. With that, Michael quickly stood up and angrily walked away. Jim said to Oscar, well, I think he's upset with you. Jim, I'm upset with him. As you know, there's a lot of our guys that didn't make it home from the war. I know what I'm talking about. I was at that city, and that guy was not there. Something is not adding up. I cannot stomach a liar. Oscar, I agree 100% with you. Well, it's going to be time to head into the service in a while. Let's go pray and before we start. The men met to pray, and Oscar asked for extra strength for the message he was about to share that night. He just felt so strongly about what he had said and was about to say. When the service started, Oscar got up to preach and thanked the congregation for allowing him to share his perspective about the hope Christ offered us as an undertaker sees it. Oscar went on to explain that he saw a lot of grief in the lives of people, and that Jesus helps everyone face their toughest times, regardless of the struggles we face. While Oscar preached, he looked out and saw Michael, who at times glared at him in anger, and other times sheepishly looked down. 
Then there were occasions when he nervously moved around in his seat. It was obvious that the young man was struggling with something deep within his soul. During the invitation time, many people were amazed to see Michael Jennings step forward. Oscar first wondered if Michael would confront him publicly. While that didn't happen, something very unusual did take place. After the invitation hymn, Michael asked if he could speak and promised that he would be respectful. Oscar wondered what this was going to be about. After taking a deep breath, Michael said, Mr. Oscar Benson, I have to admit something to you and confess to a sin I've been committing for a long time. Actually, I have to confess to this community something that is not true. You see, my family members put in the newspapers all those stories of how I served in Germany after the war. Tonight, during the meal, I visited with Oscar and shared the same story that I've told many of you about how I served at Frankfurt, Germany. Oscar realized that my story did not add up because, unlike me, he was there. Folks, I only served in England as an Air Force mechanic. My family made up all those stories, and when I came home, I was faced with either telling the truth or living a lie. So for months now, I've struggled with that inner battle in my soul. It was not until Oscar called me out on this tonight that I decided I have to come clean. I reckon I will not be welcome in my home or congregation after this. But I had to say this. Oscar, thank you for having the courage to confront me. Now, Oscar, would you baptize me tonight for the forgiveness of my sins? I believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and I need to obey his command to be baptized and follow him. Brushing away tears, Oscar said, Michael, I would be honored to lower you into the water out at the river. After the baptism, Mary, who had felt the need to plan this revival meeting, realized that the entire revival was meant to help one troubled soldier who was struggling with a lie and wanted to come clean in more ways than one. Helping people come to Jesus was worth everything they could do in their lives to serve Christ. While Michael's family was upset at first because what he had said at the revival, they came to repentance as well and owned up to their lies. Something unusual happened after that. While all the men in our family had gotten their deer except Oscar Benson, it just seemed like he could never get to the right place at the right time to harvest a deer. After the Wednesday service, Michael invited Oscar to hunt on their ranch. Placing Oscar in a good location, Oscar harvested the largest deer taken in that area. In appreciation for what Oscar had done, Michael's family volunteered to pay for his deer head to be mounted by a good taxidermist. While Oscar would harvest many deer in the coming years, that is the deer he cherishes the most. If you were to go to his office at their funeral home, you could see it 
and hear the story of how God led him to help a fearful person become a better man. Yes, God continues to change the hearts of people who allow him to lead their lives. Thank you for joining us today. We noticed how life is much better when people allow the Lord to help them with their sins. Some important changes did take place in this episode. In the next chapter titled, Returning Home and Planning for the Future, the various family members are talking about important future plans that will affect their lives and families. We invite you to listen to the next podcast.